Okay, so <laughs> verse 41, <laughs> such a extremes, right? All right, so Goliath walked out toward David with his shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt at this ruddy-faced boy. Am I a dog? He roared at David. That you come at me with a stick. And he cursed David by the name of his gods. Come over here, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and wild animals. David replied, You come to me with sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you. So, so the Lord's going to hold you in place, and I'm, I'm going to do the rest. And cut off your head. And then I will give your dead bodies, give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals. The whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Amen. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us. As Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. Reaching into his shepherd's bag and taking out a stone, he hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in, and Goliath stumbled and fell face down on the ground. Someone say simple faith. Simplicity leads to supernatural results. Just a sling and a stone, okay? Very simple. So David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone. For he had no sword. 51 in conclusion. Then David ran over, pulled Goliath's sword from its sheath. David used it to kill him and cut off his head. Yeah. And then if, if you keep reading David's story, um, he, he uses Goliath's sword for a bigger battle in the future. We could go on to a six week on that, but we're going to we got to talk about other things this year. Just so, so much in, in David's life. Eighty percent of people fell at their New Year's resolutions by this time of the year, every year, mid to late February or early March. And it's because people lose their resolve and motivation to continue on with their goals. And so we, we framed every week with a question, okay, so that we can dive further into the message with a certain, uh, just a certain approach as, as we're allowing these words into our heart. Here, here's the question this week. Uh, do I want my life to be marked by starting or finishing? Do I want my life to be marked by starting or finishing? Right? Because it's easy to start a thing. It's easy to get married. It's easy to spend a lot of money on the marriage, but place no value on the ceremony, but place little to no value on the marriage itself. Um, it, it, it's easy to uh, have a child, but God. It takes a real man and woman to be present. It's 11 o'clock, y'all. Help me. I'm trying to be nice. It takes a real man, woman to raise those children. The Lord was dealing with me uh, with this the other day. I was um, kind of doing some stuff in Judah's closet. And uh, he said, I'm proud of you. 
because it would be easier to not be present in your son's life. But he said, you're, you're going to finish well. And so I, I want people to say, Joshua, finish well. I want y'all at pastor's funeral sniffing over my body. <laughs> y'all, some, half of y'all don't know if that's funny or not, but <laughs> he finished well. But uh, in October 2006, I gave my life to the Lord. I remember that day like it was yesterday. And I couldn't have imagined the future standing before you today. But I want to finish well. I want to honor God. Right? If, right? Come on now. I want, to, I want to honor God. Live with integrity, honor, obedience. I want for people to see my life and it point, point to God. Honor God. Uh, I got married November 2013. I want to finish that well. Even if you're on your second or third marriage, you can finish, finish well. Uh, we started Highlight Church October of 2016. I want to finish well. We just turned seven. But what, what, what does 17 look like? All right, if, right, what does 27 look like? Oof. Wow. The impact. The lives changed. Because it was easy to, it was easy to start it, but sticking in there is where kings are built. It's easy to see Goliath and hear him, but killing him, chopping off his head—that's where kings are made. So today, I want to give us three qualities of finishers. Three qualities of finishers. Someone say, I am a finisher. I'm a finisher. And today is entitled, I must finish. I must finish. Last week was, I must fight. But don't fight unless you plan to finish. Please don't fight unless you plan to win. Some of y'all can't fight. Don't ever fight. Only fight spiritual battles. Don't fight physical battles. Ever. So I just want to pull out three, three observations from the text. Is that okay? Good. All right, I got 19 minutes. Let's do it. Number one, David spoke to Goliath. Finishers speak to their giants. And it is important, if you're taking notes, it won't come up on the screen, but jot this down. It's important for you to realize the power of responding to negative voices. Realize the power of verbally responding to the negative voices in your mind. It it is vital. Goliath is hurling insults. He's cursing David and his God's names. Right? But David isn't just standing there like, OMG. (laughs) Like, I'm afraid of this guy. You know what I mean? He's not frozen. Right? We just read the scripture. We just read the word of God. David spoke up. Right. David, David responded. David, David used his words and he responded to the negative voices in his life. And he he used words of faith. He used God's word. He used words that he was declaring in prayer when he was alone with God. He spoke those words to Goliath. He used words of power. He used words of conviction. David had a conviction within himself that I'm going to kill this guy. And he spoke those words. 
And if you're anything like me, you know, when you wake up first thing in the morning, those negative words try to creep in, right? You're tired and all the things you got to do and all the things you got to overcome and you're annoyed and all this. Just like this morning, I woke up and I was just attacked. Number one, my body was tired. Like I, I've been kind of sluggish all day. You know what I mean? I, I haven't broken like this sluggishness. So, um, so the enemy was like, yeah, you're tired today. And, 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 and so the, the, the Holy Spirit, though, interrupted the enemy. And he said, you need to you need to speak at that voice. Right. I, I've given you a voice for a reason. And so I'm like, well, what, what you want me to say? He, he just said, start, start being thankful. But say it. Someone say, say it. Say it. So, so you got you to speak it out. So I'm like, uh, I'm in the shower. I'm like, uh, thank you, Lord, for a new day. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my kids. Everyone's healthy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this, the best church in the world. I get to, come on now. I get, I get to preach today. Thank you. And after about two minutes of that, my soul started to shift. Right. Right. And, and I've just come to realize this, that my words influence my willpower. Right. Go ahead and write that down. That should pop up. My words influence my willpower. Right. There's a reason why you have no motivation. There, there's a reason why most people just go through the motions in life, but they never feel like they're. There no momentum or no, no, no advancement. It's because you're, you're, you're in robot mode, right. right? Your work, your school, your church, your home, your work, your school, your, your home, you're in robot mode. It doesn't mean you're winning at all. It doesn't mean you're overcoming your fear or your challenges at all. It's just you're in safe robot mode. And there are things that are annoying you that are holding you back. There are voices that are telling you this is all it is for you in this life, just robot mode. And it's your willpower has gotten stuck in just a routine of life. But you know that that voice is constantly telling you this is all that there is for you. The reason you won't do anything different or step up against the challenge or break out of robot mode is because you haven't spoken life. You're not you're not speaking to the limiting voices. And, 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 and you got you got to speak because when you speak, your, your body then follows. There's no way David could have defeated Goliath just just standing there. There's something about our willpower. We, we were at the, the Frederick location yesterday um, with with an amazing group of people. And um, one of the team leaders, um, she, she was just, you know, just, uh, you know, just great. She said some great words, great compliments. She was blessing my heart, blessing my soul. And she said, Pastor Joshua, I've seen you and your wife. I, she's, she said, I've watched you for years overcome the toughest challenges while leading people. And this is what she said. And this is where it was real good. I don't even think I told the first two services this because this detail slipped. She said that I've seen it and I've been with you and behind you over the years. But she said this. I could only imagine the mental toil that you go through leading and caring for hundreds of people while going through your own challenges. Uh, What she doesn't know is I got this little secret. I got this little secret problem 
I got a confession to make, y'all. Confession is good for the soul. It ain't a sin. It's just a secret. Okay? So don't be thinking. Don't be leaving. I knew it was something. Don't be leaving. It ain't nothing. It's just a secret. My little secret is that I talk to myself. Y'all thought it was something deep, didn't you? You you was ready to gossip on social media. My pastor got secrets. No, that's my secret. I'm in Target. I'm talking to myself. And and, and the people with the red shirts walk by and they look at me funny. And then I'm in Tyson's and I'm talking to myself. I'm in the kitchen. I'm talking to myself. But what am I saying? I'm, I'm, I'm declaring things. I'm saying I can and, and, and I will and God can and God will and my kids can and my kids will and my wife can and my wife will and you can and you will. I'm, 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 I got this problem, y'all, because the Bible says this. This is the word of God, not human construct. It's not a pastor's create creation. This is what God says. Proverbs 18, 21 words can bring death or life. And watch God, y'all, talk too much. <laughs> and you will eat everything you say. So what is David talking? I'm a... David's like, I'm... God's going to hold you in place long enough for me to kill you and cut your head off. And then fast forward to verse 51. What happened? He killed him and he cut his head off. Because David spoke it. He was able to receive the result of what he spoke. In the beginning, God created the earth. How did God create the earth? He spoke. Right? He spoke and everything came into formation. Had God not spoke, nothing happens. If you don't speak to your spouse when you're going through crap, guess what happens? Nothing. And it automatically, gravity gets worse. If you don't look at and speak to your finances and, and declare God's goodness and obey God's principles... They don't, you don't wake up one day, open up the app, and it's a million dollars. Oh, wow, Lord, thank you. That's not how it happens. Finishers speak. Number two, David ran towards Goliath. Verse 48, as Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. So, so, I mean, y'all got to picture this stuff. So Goliath is walking. The giant, the problem, it, it's walking. Right, we, we start at 8 a.m., 9 a.m. Your giant starts around 4 a.m. It's walking. It, it, it's walking. But look at the Bible. Goliath is walking. David ran. Right, da- David, David, David didn't say, oh, he's it's coming my way. Oh, snap. What am I? No, Goliath is walking. David, David ran. It's very simple. David ran. I remember, um, y'all, it was the pandemic. 
the basement flooded on date date day. The, the very next week, our house caught on fire on date day. And so we were displaced for a season, living in a hotel, leading a church. We were in the Generation Series. And I had to stay up one night until 3 a.m. in the hotel lobby preparing a message. Because we, we were displaced. And I remember telling our kids, hey, guys, we're not going to be home for a year. We had, we had just purchased our first home. We're not going to be home for a year. And we all talked it out in that hotel kitchenette. Yeah. Judah cried. Jay cried. My wife cried. I cried. And, and I said, but, hey, the Reddings don't give up. That's right. We, we don't run away from our giants. I'm, I'm not calling another preacher in to, to shepherd the church for months until I get my act together. This is a giant that we're all going to run towards. And so we joined hands in prayer and, and we cried it out and we resolved in our spirits. We're, we're running towards it. And far too many of you are running away. You're running away. Let me qualify some of these giants that you're running away from. You're running away from the doubt. Right? Let me encourage you. Doubt is not the absence of faith. It's just a human experience. We all doubt. You know, I, I, I hear David's voice, but I'm sure in the back of his mind, he's like, bro, this is a giant. We don't see it in the text, but it's like, oh, Lord, I'm believing. Right? But, but doubt is not the absence of faith. And whenever you doubt, it's a sign of what you should be running towards. Right? A, a lot of you are avoiding pain. You're, you're avoiding forgiveness. Another giant is, is, is debt. It won't disappear. You got to change some ways, some habits. You got to put God first. You got to tithe. Put God first in your finances. He'll turn it around. Giants aren't always opposing either. Sometimes the biggest giant that you're facing are your goals and your vision. But you got to run towards it. You, 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 got, you got to run towards it. And I love to take a book out of Jesus's page. Um, Christ is in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he's about to be arrested and go to the cross to die for the sins of the world. Thank you, Lord. And the Bible says that he was under such stress that his blood capillaries had burst and blood was seeping into his sweat glands. And as he was praying and sweating, Blood was dripping from his body because he was under the stress of the sins of all of humanity, past, present, and future. And so he was facing his giant, a beating, and the cross, and death. And this is what Jesus said while in prayer. He said, Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet, someone say yet. I want your will to be done, not mine. I'm not going to run away from this giant. I'm not going to run away from this challenge. I'm going to run to it. Because in my flesh, my preference, my comfort, my mind, and my weakness, I want to back off. But he told the disciples, if you keep reading, go home and read it. He said that the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. So he said, not my will, but your will be done. God told me to tell you this. He said that I comfort the fearful 
but I strengthen the fearless. Right? Because there's an entire army back here that's afraid of Goliath. So what does the Spirit of God need to do when you're afraid? You're okay. It's going to be okay. I promise you. It's going to be fine. However, he does not strengthen the fearful. He comforts you. He strengthens the fearless. So here, if Goliath is right here at the, at the edge of the stage, and I am here, this is the takeaway. God is only going to do what I'm willing to do. So if this is as far as I go, this is where God will meet me. But if I want to go and approach Goliath, guess where God's going to meet me? Right here. And this is why you can't dry out in fear of your giants because you limit the power of God when you don't confront and run towards your problems. Are y'all here 11 o'clock? You got more sleep. You got more sleep. So at the point in which I confront Goliath, God releases supernatural strength. This is why it only took a stone and a sling to knock him out. Because David made a decision to go towards him and he really didn't have to fight the battle. All God is asking you to do is confront it. Is forgive. Is have the conversation. Don't run away from it. Because if you, if you develop that habit of always avoiding your problems and never having the tough talks and avoiding the gym and avoiding eating healthy and avoiding these things, you know the Holy Spirit is calling you to do. You're going to always be a quitter. And so, so here it is. And so where did you get this logic from? He comforts and he strengthens. Where does that come from? Okay, let's keep reading about Jesus. Verse 43. Then an angel from heaven appeared and what what do you think the angel was sitting there doing before jesus made the decision to move towards the cross it's going to be okay he was comforting him because he was dealing with his emotions he was sweating blood but at the point where he made the decision to confront it it said okay now now can y'all clap on this i'm gonna give you the strength And so I've learned in 18 years of following the Lord that that's where it is right there. Man, this is scary, but I've been here before. And every single time you choose to confront it, the Lord comes through. Oh, my God. It's a supernatural thing that happens. So here it is. As a follower of Christ, go ahead and write this down. I am called to run towards my giants. I'm, I'm called. As a husband, as, as a father, I am called to resolve matters in the home with my wife. I'm called to lead. Even when I'm not wrong, I'm called to say sorry. Yeah. <laughs> even, even when I'm not wrong 99% of the time, yeah. <laughs> called to say sorry. Even when it's, thanks, Mr. Charles. Words of wisdom back there. It's a giant boy. Anyway, number three, David finished Goliath. Verse 50 says this. Y'all okay? 
All right, here it is. We're going to land the plane. So David triumphed over the Philistine with only one sling and a stone, for he had no sword. Verse 51. Then David ran over and pulled Goliath's sword from its sheath. David used it to kill him and cut off his head. David finished Goliath. See, see, when, when, see most of us, if, if we did this and knocked him out, we'd have been good. Most people would be satisfied to settle. He's good. He's, he's done. But David was a finisher. He was a stand-up guy. It's kind of like what the Lord told Adam and Eve in the garden after they fell to sin. He told the woman, and you will give birth to a child, and that child, he's going to bruise his heel. This was Messianic prophecy about Jesus. He bruised him on the cross. But when Christ, oh man, I'm Easter now. When Christ rose from the grave, God told Adam and Eve in the garden, he's going to crush the serpent's head. Jesus was a finisher. He wasn't lily in the fields, eh? Jesus was an assassin. He defeated death and sin in the grave. Come on now, he, he, he was a finisher. 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 And then the, the Bible says this, that the spirit that, that raised Jesus from the grave is on the inside of you. And, and if you go to 1 Samuel 16, the spirit that anointed and that is resting on David is the same spirit that's living on the inside of you. So you, you're anointed to finish. And I just think life, life gets thrown at us and we settle. We, we settle, but God is saying, you, you got to finish. And this is another thing in the text. Go home and read like ver, uh, chapter 18 and 19. Just keep reading David's story. This is so good. Goliath was David's greatest opportunity. That's another thing about finishing. Right? Be it school or going after that business or having a long-term vision for your, for your home. Your, anytime you face a challenge, I want you to begin now begin to see your obstacles and opposition as opportunity. That's what you have to see it as. Right? You're having a rub with your mom, your dad, you know, your, your, your spouse. That's an, that's an opportunity to grow. That's an opportunity for God to build something in you. Right? You're having a rub at the job with, with your supervisor. Right? How can you shift your attitude? Do what's right. Be excellent because it's an opportunity to grow. It's, it's not a problem, but it's, it's the way by which God is going to promote you. Right. Because when you go over to the next chapter, the, the Bible says that David enters the city and they're saying King Saul has killed his thousands. But David is ten thousands. And the Bible says all the women were going crazy. Oh, David. Oh, David. Got to read this stuff. So, like, if we get stuck on Goliath, if we don't finish him, we'll never know the goodness that lays beyond that challenge. Come on now. You, you got you to gotta, you gotta finish it. 
got to finish it. You got to finish it. So, so here, here's the thought, and I'll send you home with this. Just a, a, for clarity. Here it is. My giants are there to grow me. I can't settle. By God's grace, I will finish what he's called me to finish. They're there to grow you. God can take them away, but he won't. Because if he does, you won't grow. But they're there to grow me. They're there to grow me. And what I, what I have to do in order to grow in the face of challenge is repent of pride. I got to humble myself and do what God has called me to do about Goliath. Because if I just think, oh, it's about oh, life, uh, life's hard, it's us, they're, they're wrong and I'm right. No. There's a reason why that challenge won't move. It's because there's something in you that God is trying to kill so that you can approach Goliath under the anointing of God, not in your flesh. So that after you defeat Goliath, you can grow to the next level. Paul says from faith to faith. Meaning, if I'm meeting a challenge, there's a new faith I must exercise so that after I overcome it, I've moved to a new level of faith, a new level of glory. So that's the deal. My giants are there to grow me for the rest of your life. Your giants are there. I done forgot my microphone. Your giants are there to grow you. I can't settle. By God's grace, you will finish what God has called you to finish. You're a finisher. You're a finisher. You're a finisher. By God's grace, you will finish. Hallelujah. You will finish.